Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. So welcome to another episode of BAM Stories. Uh, technically, it's the Business's Mission podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bear, and, and I love doing these podcasts and sharing them with you just because we I get to meet some of the great greatest people around. I just, for the first time in my life, met Don Larson from Mozambique, not originally from Mozambique, I think, Penn State graduate. And he's got a, a long history of business and in his bio on LinkedIn, but I already know that we're going to be good friends. We may only see each other via Zoom, but we've got like hearts, a passion for Christ and business and, and the belief, and, and I'm going to ask Don, maybe if you'll kick off with this, but a belief that it's walking the talk that matters every bit as much, maybe more than talking the talk. So uh, let, let me first say welcome, Don. Glad you're with us. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. We were talking just before the broadcast began, and you were just sharing about this, how you're walking out your faith in Mozambique, and really not just there, in other settings, is becoming incredibly attractive to people that that would never claim to want Christianity. Can you just talk a little about that, a little what we were talking about before? I just, I found that really inspiring and encouraging. Well, it's been very, very interesting over the 10 years that we've lived here, and not just in the different events that I go to around the world and, and the different audiences. I have, I have the ability to share my story kind of unhindered, and that story is one of an executive. Uh, in this case, it was for uh, Hershey Chocolate, a lot of different positions, a lot of different experiences, but basically being nagged by the Holy Spirit for many years to say, I want you surrender completely. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was at the top of my career. I had quit Hershey. I built a large cocoa processing factory, largest in the world in Philadelphia. It started up as, as acting CEO, $100 million in sales, and it could have gone much higher. It was sold by the foreign investors. And that I had some ownership. And that gave me the opportunity to say, what is it that I really want to do? And I embarked on a journey literally a monk type journey for like two years of not working, despite a lot of great job offers and everything. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to surrender to you, Lord, and I'm going to pursue this intimacy with you and see where it leads. And I started seminary and everything. Well, what ended up was this deep, deep love of God and basically doing whatever he told me to do. And when he said very clearly, just sell everything and move to Africa, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, did that act of obedience. But, but because of the story and what we've been through these 10 years, when I talk and I share my testimony, which is based in the foundation of an extreme passionate love of Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, mm. I don't have to talk about them. It it. it permeates everything I say. And what I say is I've had a really difficult time these 10 years, but I am so deeply entrenched in my destiny, my calling, and what I was created to do. And I know that. So whatever I go through, I'm glad to, I'm glad to do it. So when I do this, I think it has more of an impact on the non-believer 
when I speak at the United Nations or the Nobel Peace Prize Forum or the Global Economic Forum or at Oxford Responsible Business Forum, wherever I go, a global leaders meeting in uh, Cascais, Portugal, I'm on panels with a lot of different religions and the audience is a lot of different religions. And I get so much response from so many different religions. And, you know, they come and they say, I love your motto. I love what you're doing. And mm -hmm. they they compare their religion in a very positive way, like trying to Muslim faith or Hindu faith and all with what we're doing with the Christian faith through Sunshine Nut Company and the Sunshine Approach business model. And they even say, a lot of them say, well, thank you for walking the talk. But, but the bigger thing is, I've heard so many times, we love your Jesus. <laughs> I love that too. You know? awesome. And and this is where it's the, the term Christian and everything has, has got so much baggage over the, over the, since Jesus departed yeah. that, you know, it's the Jesus that they love and that's not necessarily the actions of the Christian world per se. Wasn't it, wasn't it Gandhi, I think, who said, if it wasn't for the Christians, I would have become one years ago. Absolutely. He is like, he's like my hero. I watched that Gandhi movie when I was here in Mozambique. No, actually, it was right before I left. And it was right near, it's about an hour and a half drive to where he was thrown off the train on his way from Johannesburg to um, Durban yeah. because he was black. And it was by Christian uh, South Africans, white Christian South Africans. And, and, you know, so you look at his actions and I see Jesus all through his actions. Yeah. You know, don't uh, don't strike back. Turn your cheek, your other cheek. Yeah. There's so many different that from the Christian faith. My understanding is he was a lot deeper in the Christian faith, but he got turned off. Uh, that was my understanding too. Is that he was studying it, you know, with a real heart. And yep. uh, but you say it was the Christians who turned him off. So I, and you know, I shared with you. I've, I've experienced the same thing in Central Asia where I worked for years. And and people, it's true everywhere. They don't want religion. They want Jesus. And even in, in heavily Muslim countries, right? It's easy to say, can I pray over you in the name of Jesus? And I've never been turned down. Yeah. And you know, that intimacy, you know, in most religions, God's this high thing that you got to be scared of, you know, it's distant and you got to fear and you got to pray and you got to, you're doing everything to just escape. Whereas Jesus, you invite him in, he's with you. And you live your day. I love Brother Lawrence, you know, the readings of Brother Lawrence, which is, you know, he, he just he thought it was ridiculous to stop what he was doing and work to go pray a structured prayer. He's like, but I'm with Jesus all the time. Yeah. And that had during my intimacy, you know, going into the woods and everything. Everyone thought I was crazy because I left a lot of money, a lot of power and prestige and everything to go talk with the birds and the animals and Jesus in the woods. You know, but it was that it was that time where I really fell in love with the presence of God and enough that I'll do whatever he tells me to do. You know, and, and that's the, the, the wonderful thing about that relationship that I think everyone is seeking relationship with the creator of the world. You know, that he can be intimate like that. Care. I, I would I would hope some of the people listening to this podcast would first stop and say, maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to get out in the woods and meet with Jesus and some birds and really go deep because uh, truthfully we all do. But the other, especially in the 
whatever term we want to use, business is mission, kingdom business, impact. it doesn't matter to me what we call it. I don't have to call it anything, but that are living for Christ in other countries, especially places like Mozambique, where you are, that they would really take that admonition seriously and to develop and, and continue to develop and hone this, this intimate relationship of who I am in Christ, who he is in me, who the Father, Son, and Spirit really are. I mean, because that, as you've experienced, that is what attracts people, right? It, it, it's, it's not our words, our arguments, it's that, and especially in a in an international setting. So I, I love that. So Don, t- tell you gave us a little background on how you you know obviously you you left Hershey and then you did your own business and then you know say God told you to sell out and go to Mozambique. Where did the where did the idea for Sunshine Nut Company come from? You know, I was a very evangelical guy, and through the process of going deep into the woods. God broke into my life in a way that I'm like, okay, oh my gosh, God's talking to me. And by God's leading, I became more and more charismatic in my views, you know? And so I actually was, my wife said, Don, I can't handle the interaction with my colleagues and my family and everything. They're all saying, my gosh, he had everything and he left it. He's out in the woods talking with the birds you need to get him on track and get him back to work. You know? So she's like, please just do something, do something. And so I was going to open this. I was involved in a lot of ministry type work and mission related work. We were doing a life coaching program, selling into the New York giants. And we had a lot of other NFL teams to bring athletes to faith and, and do, you know, uh, don't take advantage of them. But I had one thing about unique design and how God designed you with a Benton life program. I had like 70 PowerPoint slides. I was ready to go out to all the mega church pastors and demonstrate. And I, I felt in prayer that God said, you're not going to do that. You have absolutely no credibility. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. It's not time for that yet. You know? And so I didn't listen. And I went out to go meet a guy halfway across the country. But as I was doing that, I went to a Christian conference and it was like a three-day Christian concert. At the end of it, it was a worship session. On Saturday night, I was wearing jeans and a T-shirt. And this older Jewish, uh, Messianic Jewish woman taps me on the shoulder and says, do you know someone named John? I'm like, my brother's named John. Long story short, she prays for me after worship. She says, God has things I want. he wants to tell you. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like looking at her like, you're strange, but... <laughs> I like strange. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I float hot air blue. I mean, I'm, I'm full of unique kind of things and this is going to be an adventure. Well, she read my whole life, or I should say God conveyed my whole life and what I was going through and all. And she said, you're looking, you're stopped at a stop sign. I see you in your car. You're half and half out looking down all these roads. You're trying to figure out which go down. Well, God's saying he took down all the road signs because he doesn't want you going anywhere. He wants you to wait, go back home. Mm. And I started laughing I, uh, on the recording because I have all these things. I've got like 200 people coming up to me with words from God. So I, I tape them all, you know, and what she says is um, in three weeks, you'll get partial direction. In three months, you'll get full direction. I won't go through all the Holy Spirit, incredible things that transpired over those three months. But in three weeks to the very day when I'd circled it on the, on the calendar, 
I got almost audibly in prayer, build food factories in third world nations to bring lasting economic transformation and name it sunshine. Mm. But I will tell you, those are the last things on my mind. And I'm like, okay, I wrote it down. And I started to be obedient to say, if God wants me to do this, I'm going to build out a business model that will take care of the developing countries, which is mostly smallholder farmers. I'm going to do it in a way that will transform their lives. It's got to involve premium products going into the best retailers. So I've got to get the product out of the developing country and into the stores. And I'm going to use the proceeds. So I developed to do that. Well, I'm going to take care of orphans and widows. I'm going to take care of the farming communities with the profits of the company. So I did what everyone thinks crazy. I was working on a ministry type of mindset. So I was like, 100%, I'm going to do a nonprofit. But I found out I couldn't do it that way because they can take my company, the control, you know, it can get away from me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to do it for profit. I said, can I keep 10%? <laughs> Can I give away 90% and do a reverse tithe? And yeah. he answered me very profound, very incredibly that way. I mean, the wonderful thing about this walk is God's always there and he is hilarious. He's faithful. He's loving. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't go through extreme hardship and trials and tribulations, but all those experiences are really to get me to where he needs me to be which is more like his son. And I'm, I'm doing my best to try and get there, you know, but, but it was three months exactly from when, when that woman said that I was in front of the leadership of Tanzania on a free trip where I said, I'd, I'll go consult because they had troubles with the farmers. And I was telling them to transform their farming communities, bring prosperity and everything through the Sunshine Approach business model. I got a standing ovation among a lot of the ministry, ministers of the country, the university heads, the bank heads, all kinds of people, chamber of commerce. And they're all giving me a standing ovation. I go back to my hotel room in Dar es Salaam. I'm like, oh, Lord, does this mean you want me to move (laughs) my family to Africa and do this? And well, Obviously, I'm here 10 years later, battling it out, trying to make it happen. That's beautiful. We'll take a brief break here, but we'll be right back with Mike and Don Larson. I want to dive a little bit into your your business model, but also kind of round it out by saying, you really want to hear about the life impact you're having. I mean, I know you're making money, and and that's what business does. Business is God's engine for wealth creation creates yep. a stewardship responsibility for us on how we use that wealth for his glory. So I want to hear a little bit about the business model because it is different. Yeah. And, but so the other thing is to talk about the, the life impact that you're able to have and in, in locally, but also, you know, internationally. I like to say that the Sunshine Approach business model, and this is our tagline, it's value-based business where dignity, love, and community come together with excellence. Mm. Okay. And I even like to say, you know, our first example is the Sunshine Nut Company doing roasted cashews out of Mozambique, which used to be number one in cashews until civil war and uh, international banking policy decimated the industry. So I'm helping them recover and bring prosperity back to the farming communities. But the the Sunshine Nut, I like to say our cashews are roasted hot, H-O-T, with hope, opportunity and transformation. Oh, that's cool. And we even have on every bag, hope never tasted so good, 
you know, so we like to say we give, we provide hope, we give opportunity and we initiate transformation. You know, it's like these, there's so many different aspects of what we're doing, but it's, it's having an impact wherever I go. Whenever I talk about this business model, people's eyes are wide open. I'm like, you're crazy. And initially when I went to the global economic forum, when I went down to Washington and I talked about this model, they said, it will never work. It's impossible. You're crazy. Why would you do that? It's not sustainable. I mean, very few that told me, go for it. You know, God's behind you. It was more, you know, but when God's telling you to do it, you walk out in faith and, and you trust him. And so we've had a lot of, Ability to demonstrate God's love and goodness to the farmers, to the shelling factories here, to logistics companies, distributors, retailers, and even consumers. Everywhere we go, when I go to a food show, I have so many people in tears because of the story. And they just are looking for something good in the world. I'm a firm believer that the news is horrible because it just brings it bad. People are looking to do good. And when they hear these things, it just, it brings a yearning in their being to do the same thing. And God's got something amazing for each of us that will bring us to a fullness of what we were created to do and a, an intimacy in the process of doing it with the Lord. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to jump in real quick just to let everybody know, we'll put it in the show notes, but the website is sunshinenuts.com. And when you go there, you're going to immediately, I mean, first thing you see is some incredible uh, cashews getting <laughs> processed and making me hungry. Uh, but then, you know, I love the tagline, we treat cashews with kindness. And then, you know, of course you're there. So smiling and it's just, so check it out. Sunshinenuts.com, be easy to find. And I also noticed that one of your big distributors is Amazon. So that, that's, uh, that should make uh make it easy for our listeners to also buy your product, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, we have a product that I I didn't realize this, but most cashews go on a months and months of transport, thousands of miles to Asia to be processed, even though the majority of cashews are grown in Africa, 95% go to Asia to be processed. Then they're naked out of their shell, put in packets, and then they go thousands of miles more to either Europe or the U.S., and it's a stale, bland, soggy, nasty cashew by the time it gets to the roasters to be roasted. We take it out of the shell and literally within days, it's roasted and in a foil premium package with nitrogen flushing to capture the freshness. And that has been the mark of our success. It's one thing that we do all this philanthropic work, but we have a product that compares, nothing compares to it. Yeah. And it's only going to get better as we move forward. Okay, and so that is the wonderful thing that God's given me. On all of our packaging and uh, everything we say, we we went to a a creative agency and they're like, Don, we used to have to make stuff up to make companies look good. You got so many things, we don't know how to pare it down. But this phrase we think captures its best. We make the world's best to make the world better. Love it. The world's best cashew. And we're inviting not just our company and the farmers and the distributors and the retail and the consumers. We're inviting everyone in to make the world better through our actions of the company and its philanthropic arm, the Sunshine Approach Foundation. 
So, and, and I love the model. I, I love, and I, I really appreciate the passion for excellence. I think that's sadly missing in many kingdom businesses. There's a little bit of a God will bless it, even though it's substandard and like he may bless it because he's gracious, but why would I do it substandard? Why would I not want to be the best? And, and, and I, I love, yes. I love your, I love your commitment to that. And I got to tell our listeners, I wish they could see your face because it's filled with a big smile uh, energetic, filled with joy, because this is all coming, you know, from what God's doing inside you. And it's just beautiful. Is the primary, I won't say kingdom impact, because I think that's everywhere. I don't see that as a dimension of business. I see that as the purpose of everything. So it's whether I'm cooking a meal or, or you know, roasting a cashew or repairing a car, it's all kingdom impact if it's done to the glory of God, which is, to me, one of the critical underpinnings about what true kingdom business or business's mission is. But tell us a little bit about, I guess, the philanthropic arm. I know you're in a yeah. an area that's needy, and so how are you? How are you managing that? This thanks thanks for that lead in. You know, we've been opening up. You know, being an executive Hershey, Hershey's owned by an orphanage. Hundred years ago, Milton Hershey gave his company to an orphanage, and my father-in-law graduated 60, 70 years ago, 1955, as an orphan. What's what led me to Hershey? But all over the Hershey countryside, and I used to fly a hot air balloon over a thousand flights. I would always try and land at an orphan home because mm. it would allow me to give rides and, and interact with that. Well, God prepared me well because we are doing sunshine houses in Mozambique. And what we're doing is we're pairing a very vulnerable woman, a widow, or just a, a, a woman that has no one else, no family that's mm -hmm. struggling to survive, we're, we're doing character, uh, making sure that they are fit to be a mother, but we're pairing them up with three to five orphans. We're buying homes, renovating them, and, and putting them together to create families. I gotta tell you, every Sunday we have church, we call it Igrigina, and it's the small church where our, it, it's nearly 20 children now. It's starting to explode in God's timing, because I think we've got the model right on these, these, these homes. And it is probably the highlight of my life to see these children who were in the most terrible of circumstances, out on the street, being raped, and all kinds of really difficult positions, and being able to rescue them from their environment and put them in a loving Christian home and seeing them blossom into the fullness of what God has mm. for them. It's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever had. I mean, I've done a lot. I've experienced a lot. You know, I, I got to the top level and I'm like, this isn't very fulfilling. I don't want this, Lord. I, I've seen what the world has to offer and I want you instead. Hmm. And what he's given me is, I think, the true abundant life. And, and the abundance wasn't the material wealth that I previously thought it was. Yeah. That John 10, 10 statement is about with the Lord and him giving you a life that's so far beyond what you could possibly conceive. And yeah. it's with tribulation and trial and everything, yeah. because in this world, you're going to hit that. And the product has to be excellent. Okay. To overcome the opposition that happens because of, of what you're doing. Yeah, that's um, right. But, but here's the thing. We are starting farming communities. I am now, I've been presenting every day, multiple times a day, it seems. I was just in the villages 
presenting to different communities. And I have the fulfillment of the Sunshine Approach business model happening now. We've got eight communities giving us thousands of hectares of land. We're dividing that up and we're going to be doing plantations of giving land titles to the smaller farmers. And instead of a small little lot where they make $33, we're providing everything water, donkeys, carts, uh, pumps, mini factories, everything. And, and we're going to be there to help them, along with two pastors that have come into my life, two Mozambican pastors. I mean, God is just pouring blessing doing. But what it's going to result in is each one of these families will go from a $33 per year income to over $10,000 per year. Wow. It's a 300 multiple in, in income because we're going to knock out all the middlemen that steal from them and create the, the dependence and the hand. And the there, there's so many different things that are coming up against them flourishing. And I couldn't be happier. It's going to take me into my 80s, probably, of just living within the community. I've talked my wife into living in, in the villages. And these people are living in stick wall, grass roof, dirt floor homes that I get the, the blessing of being able to see us transform the communities and their open arms and crying. And, you know, there, one village chief said to me, I know this is a good project. Why? Because you're not giving me anything. You're not going to give us anything. You're telling us we need to work hard. And that's all we want. We want opportunity. And you give us the opportunity with your brand and the outside market access. Don, I, I know we have to stop. I don't want to stop. This is a great story. You're blessing my heart, brother. God is, God is already encouraging me through you. So thank you. And thank you for being with us. Once again, guys, the website, sunshinenuts.com. And there is, it looks, is there another site for, the philanthropic work or do they learn about that through the donate button or well, you know, you know it's it's through the website you'll see all of our philanthropic arms so they can donate to the sunshine approach foundation um, yeah. and just multiply the effect uh, of what we do and, and it's really important now that we're entering into the villages i mean each of these mini factories we're going to put in is really the vessel the transformation center that we attach that will allow us to bring medical care, dental care, microfinance, farmer education, libraries. We're going to be able to pick the schools up. We're actually, I just, just to show the blessings of God. So USAID is ready to give us a grant for a million dollars, but we've got to match it with another million dollars. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I met with a German NGO and they're like, we've been waiting so long for a project like this. We have all these open projects that we can immediately start doing things. And it's to the tune of over a million dollars of help. You know, and I'm like, you know, Lord, I know this hasn't happened over the last 10 years. It's been a struggle. And I think that struggle was necessary. It's like Joseph um, yeah. in the Bible. There is a period of refinement yeah. you know, or, right. or waiting until it's your time. And I got to tell you, I just pray that it's my time. Although <laughs> I'll continue on for as long. You know, I, I said yesterday on a prayer call, I said, you know, I might never see the fruits of what I'm trying to do. You know, and that's really sad because I want to, but I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, well, isn't that, that's, that's, isn't that the point of Hebrews 11? So many of those folks did not actually see what they were promised. They, 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 yeah. they believed, right? They're the Hall of Fame yeah. of Faith. So again, Don, thanks so much. Don Larson with Sunshine Nut Company in Mozambique. Check out the website. It's in the show notes. Think about, pray about giving. The, this is going, it's so aligned with the heart of God. It, it's the gospel, but it's the gospel through truly good works among the widows and the orphans, the, the, the most destitute in any society. So thank you for being obedient and uh, please come back and join us again. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.